Hi, Logos Legacy here. This episode is about, I would say it's about narcissistic abuse and gang stalking and how you can look at it from a spiritual lens that will hopefully provide some insight and help if anyone is going through it um i've i've experienced it in some way but i am um, yeah I'll, I'll focus on certain um insights i suppose i've come to so i think first of all it might be helpful to clarify what i'm talking about so you can find online actually <laughs> There's plenty of videos, well, no, there's a number of videos talking about how narcissists operate and how in the spiritual community and, and beyond, like a lot of people have lived with a narcissist or experienced being, being um, picked on or bullied or abused psychologically or otherwise by a narcissist and how everything is always framed as their fault and none of it is framed as um, the responsibility of the person who's doing it. And, and how it can affect the mind and and why one might keep finding themselves getting in relationships or interactions with the same kind of person. Now, I would say part of that has to do with actually a victim mindset. It has to do with the drama triangle. The drama triangle is this it's a conceptual triangle and uh, one point, one part of the triangle is the perpetrator. Another point of the triangle is the victim. Another point of the triangle is the rescuer. Now, I won't really focus so much on the rescuer. It's not so relevant here. But what you get, this is something the ego, those in ego will often tend to act in, in terms of their interactions. If people can switch around in it too. But... The narcissist will typically take the perpetrator role from the perspective of someone who's receiving that abuse, right? But they will use the victim role for their own purposes while being a perpetrator, <laughs> uh, which is, of course, ridiculous, but that's what they'll do. Well, actually, that's a judgment. Let me just call it ridiculous, but <clears throat> more on um, the role of absurd later because uh, humor is important here so typically what they'll do is they'll get what's called referred to as flying monkeys involved suppose you leave a relationship with an narcissist or you move on they want to maintain the pressure on you or someone who's their victim or whatever victim is a label of course <laughs> it's not really real but they, they would want to maintain that control over that person because it's all about control 
they, they get a sense of control and validation from from that from having someone to hurt essentially and essentially they don't really love themselves so if they get validation from others that helps and also if that validation from others doesn't necessarily take the form of people praising them it also takes the form of people reacting hurt by them because then they're making a difference and are having an effect on the world because and they have significance if i mean it's still if everything is love energy right then even if it's a distortion of that then the energy that comes to them in the form of someone getting angry at them or upset at them is just as much a validation of their ego as someone praising them as brilliant, you know? Either way, it feeds their ego. It's like a fuel. Um, and because they haven't got a source of their own so much within to actually... It's like, okay, in the tarot, there's the uh, the cup, the cups, right? And the cup represents, okay, it kind of represents your relationship with yourself. But an overflowing cup is like, is where you love yourself and that's overflowing to love of others. But the opposite is where it's continually being drained at such a rate where it keeps needing to be refilled by other people. Otherwise, they feel basically depressed or something but it's a particularly narcissistic form of depression which is basically just like they're low on that energy and then they, then they go on a mode where they seek more but anyway this relates to gang stalking because in a way it's a bit like a more extreme version of the same thing Gang stalking is when someone's being stalked by, well, a lot, a whole bunch of people, as opposed to just one person. And it tends to be abusing them and psychologically trying to harass them and bring their, someone's um, energy lower and someone's and undermine someone's psychological state, essentially. Right? <clears throat> but think about what kind of person would orchestrate something like that. A narcissist, right? So if anything, it's a more extreme version or more extensive version of the same phenomenon. Um, and if you, when I considered... And when I heard about flying monkeys, it explained completely what I've experienced, what other people have experienced, and also with gang stalking, because many, the, the gang, quote, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, is made up primarily of the flying monkeys. Now, what are the flying monkeys? The flying monkeys are the accomplices of the narcissist or the one um, orchestrating it. And they take different forms. Some of them voluntarily do it because. Okay, some of them are naive and they're fooled by a sort of story that's woven that's selectively taking information and twisting things, right? Others are 
others are just bon- involuntarily doing it because they're threatened or scared by what happens if they don't. Others might actually like the idea of hurting others, or they might they might be similar to a narcissist in some way, in the sense that they might also enjoy doing that or uh, bullying someone else or whatever, right? And so they'll be involved with that reason. And there's other forms as well, but there's the essentially they're an accomplice to harassment and abuse, right? That, that's essentially what they are. Now, how is this relevant to spirituality? Because it's a test from the creator. And this will seem a bit, wait, hang on. How, how is it? You were saying everything I went through was like supposed to happen and it's good. Like, no, no, it, it's terrible. It's wrong. It's right. I get it. I get it. Well, pun me. So, well, what is the experience exactly? It, it, it could be described as cat as form of catalyst. Catalyst is, in spiritual terms, an experience which, well, technically, all any experience is catalyst. But in this context, it's a negative or challenging experience, psychologically, that is, that. perhaps even physically, but not necessarily. A challenging experience which you can essentially grow from or you can learn from and um, develop from, right? It's, um, it's you're getting experience. It's like um, if it was a game, you'd be getting experience points. Like a, It's like a boss in a game in a computer game, is equivalent of a, like a, a big catalyst. And when you defeat it, you get a whole bunch of XP, right? Um, but you also get XP from little bits of catalyst through the whole way through. And if, if you view life, life as a game, then you can see what catalyst is. It's challenge in the game of life. And why are we even here on Earth in the first place? For catalyst, for growth, for becoming stronger, more abundant, more true to ourself. Actually, it's not quite meaningful to say more abundant, more true to self. Okay, it's basically... Well, I'm not going to get into the, de- the, the whole details about like how not to be viewing it as a destination. It's a journey without a destination because it's an eternal journey. But there we go. Because we're eternal souls, right? The long short of what I'm saying here is you can look at what you're experiencing as some a situation where you're the victim. Um, and this is disempowering because what it does is it says that you're not in control, that external circumstances or an external person is in control of your life and your experience and that you're suffering and weak and vulnerable because someone is hurting you and 
um, they have the ability to hurt you. Now, interestingly, consider the perspective of a narcissist. Fundamentally, they feel so vulnerable that they feel that they have to control everything around them so that their precious ego is the precious fragile ego is reinforced right from their perspective they're the victim of everything but they're also at the same time they're also everything revolves around them so they want everything to go their way and anything that doesn't go their way is something they're a victim of um so that's why they're perpetrators to everyone else but they don't see it that way everyone always everyone's always the hero of their own story right from their perspective they don't they'll weave any sort of narrative with with um what's the word special thinking um i can't remember the term but it's basically like a convenient rationalization where you deserved it or the person they do it to deserves it right you don't really want to be like them at all and another thing is that the the, the victim mentality was the very reason you attracted their attention in the first place and why they're doing it to you and not someone else and on another level, spiritually speaking, the external experience, quite, quite external experience, because it's not really external, is a mirror showing us what we're not seeing in ourselves. And so if we don't see that we have a victim mentality and that it's inaccurate, they'll give, they'll give you plenty and plenty of reason to, the reality will give you plenty and plenty of reason to see how to, to question that and come out of that. Because basically, how do I put it? The more you divert from the truth and the way, in a tower sense, right? I think there's this weaving path, right? And the more you divert from the way, you're more into the undergrowth and the wilderness and you're suffering and you. And, and going through, it's rough terrain, essentially, right? But, you know, on the, when, you're, when you've got a truthful perspective, um, it's actually smooth and pleasant and peaceful living experience, right? It's a sign, the fact that you're experiencing narcissism and abuse is a sign that you are treating yourself like a victim a weak vulnerable victim and so they're treating you like the weak vulnerable victim that you feel that you are if you had a strong truly strong image of yourself and perception of yourself and self and self-belief about yourself it wouldn't be happening now that's not to say it's your fault but it's not really in fact, you're benefiting from the whole thing. And the, oh, no, 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 no. It sounds crazy, right? How are you benefiting from being targeted, harassed, maybe gang stalked, if not just 
there being narcissists coming to your life again and again somehow. And it keeps happening. The same old story, right? You at school, you're being bullied, right? Maybe your parent was a bit domineering over you or something, right? And then you come along to, you get a boyfriend and he's, he turns out to be a narcissist. Another boyfriend turns out to be a narcissist or another girlfriend, whatever. And it keeps on feeding. Like, how is this happening, right? Again and again and again. It's a reflection and a sign of what you can um, tweak internally in terms of your self-perception, um, your beliefs, your thoughts, and also it may be internal wounds and energy that has yet to be um, healed or transmuted, right? Inner work and shadow work is also something that greatly helps in this regard because it's such a reflection of your state, right? But your experience is a reflection of the state that you're in. So since the beginning, you might have actually gotten stronger. Since the beginning of what you started experiencing, you might have actually gotten stronger. It's not necessarily, it's possible to unravel and fall apart with it, but then, then you can always build yourself up stronger anyway. So at least my experience and certain, I guess, other people's experience, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to, at least at very least in my experience, I've grown stronger from the whole thing. And I'm actually grateful for it. And I recognize that, as it might be helpful for you to recognize that you might, you might have, you may well have actually agreed before your life with soul contracts that they would do this to help you grow and come out of a victim mentality to a true understanding that you are strong, you are abundant. Everything is actually working out for your interest, for your growth, for your awakening and so forth. Even this, it's not like some interference with your spiritual awakening and your life and your the life plan. No, 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 it's a vital part of it. Because this is a boss. This is a challenge. This is experience. This is catalyst, right? And and how do you overcome how do you overcome a boss that you just can't get past? Or like you keep being able to go face that boss again and again and again because you can't get past this that challenge or that energy. Or, well, in a game, you keep him to face it again and again and again, right? Because you can't... What you do is you gain experience, you learn, you make improvements to your gameplay, um, and these improvements to the gameplay, it's all... Everything's in the mind, essentially. Everything is mind, right? So what you need to do is go within, and that improvement to the gameplay is essentially... How do you perceive and cognitively respond to what you're experienced? How do you interpret it? How do you interpret your experience and how do you interpret yourself? Because if you're strong, you can take anything, you're resilient, you um if um and, and so forth, then it doesn't matter what other people say or do to you that you're fundamentally self-assured and in peace and joy anyway. Now, I know that's a high, sounds like a high standard, right? And I'm not necessarily at the point yet, or am I? You know, maybe it's all an illusion that I'm not there. But um, 
certainly the more we align to our true self which is everything good and virtuous and hmm the darkness technically is to be accepted as well as part of us in a sense but that's a digression here yeah acceptance is key here though because if you can't accept what you're going through if you treat it as no this is wrong everything is wrong about this it shouldn't be happening this shouldn't be done to me it shouldn't be done to anyone no one should pee that way that they would do this <laughs> and then you're rejecting the whole situation like no 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 that's a threat to me problem not right and it's just it's what you're basically saying is you reject and since you are one with everything you're rejecting the you that is one with that and also but also you're treating yourself as a vulnerable and weak which of course you're going to experience being vulnerable and weak if that's a story that you tell yourself acceptance is vital here because once you accept the situation you can actually come out of fight or flight because when you're in fight or flight mode right you are more you can be easily more easily manipulated you can react angrily or upset and then when you're in that sort of mode it's like the mode of a vulnerable cry child crying right Whereas a psychopath or an someone who's actually out of that mode, hurting someone else, they can actually have a more activated brain. Literally, more parts of their brain are activated, and they can actually, if they're calmer, they actually have more lucidity about what's going on than you do. And you're responding to everything they do, and they're constantly one step ahead or a whole bunch of steps ahead. But it doesn't have to be that way. Acceptance is the first step. Another thing is humor. Humor and acceptance are actually fundamentally linked because being able to laugh and find humor at the situation is a way of accepting it. If you find it hard to accept it, what's one thing that will help is, isn't it so ridiculous? It, th this whole scenario is a ridiculous story where someone's targeting you, all the bullshit that they say, all the lies, even how you've been reacting as if it matters so much. It's all a massive joke. It's all a joke. It's ridiculous, right? Um, and the more you can laugh at it, the easier it gets. And if at first you're laughing judgmentally at them, even that, is preferable to not a laughing at all. And even that might actually be the first step in a way. If you're angry and enraged and judgmental, and even if you hate them, you know, you can laugh at them, what all the flying monkeys, while you do that. And you'll find that it's actually an improvement to just like, it's super serious, it's a massive threat, and they're fucking getting there. Just an example <laughs> of, how, of how someone in that situation might feel. And, and so, then it's like taking it super seriously as like, it's really bad. And they won't get it. It's so absurd. Do you see what I'm saying? The more you can just laugh at the whole situation, even if it's like, oh my God, they're so stupid. 
no, no, that's, that's not a good example. No, no, no. You know, it's just laughing at how, how, how ridiculous is that what people are willing to believe or go along with, or it doesn't matter, right? What you can find humor in, but, and, and you'll find the more you laugh at it, the less it gradually it stops being a contemptuous humor and becomes more and more accepting. And then you'll start to see clearer because acceptance leads to understanding. And I can't remember who said this, but I saw this video recently. I think Kyle Kreese or something like that. This YouTuber, and he was saying that love is understanding. And if you can accept something, you can understand it more. And you can also love someone or something by accepting how it is and understanding how it is. If you're willing to understand someone or something, you're, that's an act of love. Whereas if you're not willing to do that, if you if you you decided already what it is and you're saying, I'm judging it, this is what it is like, right? That's not love. That's not accepting. That's like pretending, you know, but really you're not accepting it. You just, it's a way to keep you in fight or flight, essentially. But if you can come out of that, that's another vital step. And you will not be suffering so much about it if you're laughing about it and if you're in acceptance about it. You can actually go about your day and your life without constantly worrying about it. And you'll find you won't necessarily react so negatively either. But it can still, you can still get disruptions as a catalyst because, but each of these things is a response, well, a response to the universe, I suppose, but it's an opportunity to look at yourself and what in you, in your negative reaction, your fearful or your angry reaction or whatever, what is it telling you about yourself? Look at your resistance and your reaction. What in that is, is the external thing pointing at? You see, it's interesting is the creator is working through the narcissist and the flying monkeys and the abusers through the abuse without them realizing it. They are enacting a divine plan without no idea that they're doing it, right? They are benefiting you for your benefit while believing that they are really cleverly and cunningly um, hurting you. Isn't that ridiculous, right? That everything they do to you helps you. I, if you can really understand that, that that's completely game-changing, right? Because you're not... Because that allows you to come out of the victim mentality, which is causing this whole situation in the first place, right? Because what happens otherwise? If you were in a victim mentality, but you weren't getting this negativity, which it's not how the universe works, you're going to, it's inevitable, it's inevitable result of how you perceive yourself. But even if it weren't happening, you would just stay the way you are. Right. And also, if you get, if you're, okay, suppose you, your mind has got like, there's a sort of architecture to it, right? Or a structure, right? But a lot of that structure is built on bullshit and lies that you tell yourself. Like a lot of people, it's just the way ego works, right? And 
when you're getting targeted or abused or gang stalked, whatever, it's like shaking it up and things are falling apart and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, things are falling into chaos, but then you can build things up stronger, right? And with less of the bullshit that's in the way. And it basically, it's like a much weaker version of what hallucinogenics do. I wouldn't call it ego death, but it's something like that. It's this idea of, you gotta break down to break out to some extent. If you just remain the same, you're not gonna get anywhere really. You'll just be in stasis or stagnation even. So it is a gift of providence and love from the creator. And by accepting and loving and understanding, which are all pretty much linked really, um, the situation or the people doing it, we show you anyway <laughs> you can actually transcend the situation um and also keep in mind that you invent lots of stories about the whole situation because you are largely in the dark about what's actually going on right there's a lot of things you don't know about what's going on and you might make a lot of stories up to explain what your experiences are but that might end up harming you more than benefiting you maybe maybe that's part of the design in some cases they actually encourage a situation where you made up stories and speculate what's going on in such a way where that makes it worse for you too um and gives them ammunition um but really even that it's not a problem it's actually a gift and it you really got to go through that journey of humor and acceptance to kind of get there because at the beginning, if, I, if you say that and you're in the midst of, in the grip of the anxiety of it, um, it, it can sound ridiculous, the idea that it's helping you. But it is. And um, yeah, is there anything else I wanted to mention? Mm. Where you, you feel a desire for control. And you're experiencing not having it. Because if you desire something, it's it's kind of like, but you're attached to it. If you're attached to having control, but you desire it, what that combination does is it says, it says that you don't have control. And you get your experience not having control. Now, with manifestation, if you are attached to it, it creates a situation where you don't have it. But if you're not attached to it, if you're detached, and then you can manifest your desires in a helpful way, right? But otherwise, your um, yeah, your attachments will get in the way. So it's also pointing out how you're attached to getting control, and yet nevertheless feel like you're out, you're not in control. Um, which is funny enough, ironic considering the narcissist or those trying to control the situation at your expense are doing the same thing. And of course, they're a mirror to your desire for control. It might be more extreme, and I'm not calling you a narcissist. I'm just saying that there's something in the narcissist that's in you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be experiencing it. Or at least in your perception of things where you desire control and they desire control. So 
but you're not really in a way you're always in control in a way you're never never in control because you're one with the creator and everything's working for you in that sense you're in control in another sense you're not controlled of anything ever um and letting go and letting things flow um massively helps but they're the same thing in a sense as looks at looking at from different angles so in a way you know i talked about flying monkeys and how you know you can look into all the deep dynamics of how the narcissist mind works or how gang stalking works about how it operates and that how the sorts of people and the different types of people who will be involved in it you can look into that all day and honestly you gotta look within um to really get headway with it and if you can get to the point where you're grateful of it and you see it as for your benefit your life will be massively transformed and by the end of it they won't be able to touch you anymore you won't be able to get they won't be able to get a reaction from you and you will realize that you're massively stronger than you were than you were before that you you will realize that much more of your potential and yeah if you can get to that point then they'll give up you they won't be getting their fuel anymore uh, they won't be getting the reaction it won't be working and the trade-off for even doing it won't happen they'll, they'll just move on to something else or someone else uh and you'll be past it because all of this you can look at all this on the 3d level or the material level of what we're actually the holographic reality that we experience but if everything's truly mind and then everything reflects that look within um resolve what, what, the imbalances and so forth and the blockages etc within and the external reality transforms right so it doesn't matter how much they fully intend to harass you to the day they die it just won't happen that way they'll give up if you it doesn't matter how dire the situation seems do the inner transformation and the creator which is you by the way uh will you and everything and everyone else <laughs> the creator will sort it out for you in a way that more elegantly and more effectively than you can possibly imagine and you might not ever see how it resolves only that it's clearly resolved so well i hope you found that interesting and um or helpful especially helpful and uh without further ado uh bye for now